Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. We're going to kick off talking about Dragon Con Weekend. Big weekend, let me give you the rundown of the events starting Thursday. From the tournament reports and event reports I have from Hold the Line Harry, who, along with Practicite, Jeremy Steigerwald, were running things at DragonCon. Thursday night, they have DragonCon Wrestling. They run a lot of demos. They meet Xavier Woods and Michael Mosley, Xavier Woods of the WWE tag team The New Day, and Michael Mosley, who I believe is the either official or unofficial fourth member of The New Day. They got to meet them. They also had a special surprise. The SRG B-O-S-S Steve Resk showed up at DragonCon Thursday. As far as I know, this was not reported anywhere. I wish he would have announced that he was coming. I know he likes the idea of the surprise, but... The boss, to me, is a draw. People would come to events if Steve Resk announced he was going to be there. I think the turnout would have been better if he would have announced. I think people who were on the fence about going, that could have made the difference between them going and not going. So I think him not announcing he was going to be there was a mistake. I think the attendance boost outweighs the surprise factor of the SRG boss showing up unannounced versus what you'd get if he showed up announced. That was Thursday. Friday, they have events all day, demos all day. There is an ACCW heavyweight triple threat match. The champion going in, Downriver Drew, playing as Rob Van Dam. His opponents were... Hold the Line Harry as Lawman Nick, and Jeremy Steigerwald as Amazing Red. In the triple threat match, the triad match, Hold the Line Harry pins Jeremy Steigerwald. As a result, the decision is made to give Down River Drew a rematch. There is a hardcore draft that day using the original hardcore draft kit. Aaron, a player from Florida, using Ryan, which was a competitor that was randomly selected from the payoff packs, wins the hardcore draft event. He gets a iconic performance card signed by Xavier Woods and Michael Mosley. I'm assuming they had that signed Thursday when they met him. I could be wrong there, but that makes a lot of sense. After the hardcore draft, there is a Cosmic Draft. This is the main event of Friday night. Four players made the top cut. The first, a new player, Allie, using Terra. Allie had gone undefeated into the top cut, the only player to do so. Next up, another new player, Nick, using Venus. Third man in the top cut, a new player, Hunter, using Jupiter. And the final man in the top cut, Kylan Bookter, the corrugated cardboard villain using Venus. In the finals, Hunter faced Nick 
and Hunter using Jupiter wins the big Friday night event. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Aaron earlier for winning the hardcore draft. That brings us to Saturday. Again, Saturday like Friday, they're running demos and there's pickup games going on all day long. The general manager for the hardcore championship, the LFF hardcore championship, Loudmouth Leo Larynx, authorizes an event to determine a number one contender for the LFF hardcore championship currently held by Eddie Fear. The winner of this event, Chugonomics, using the card based on his father, Big Daddy Bookton. He will at some point get a match for the hardcore championship. I know that Mark Perry has a shot. I'm not sure who else off the top of my head has a shot. But Chugonomics has put himself in the mix. The main event Saturday night, a payoff pack draft. The top four in the draft ended up being Eddie Ortiz, the man behind Jorjito International Pool, using Ryan. Pride, using Robert the Brain Dunn, the chibi art version of that competitor. Kylan Bookter, using Lucky Cat Nico. And Lama Senior, I believe Raymond Rappaport, using King Greatness. In the end, the winner of the Saturday night payoff pack draft, Lama Senior with King Greatness. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Chugonomics for his win earlier in the day. Sunday, continuing to demo, continuing to have pickup matches. Downriver Drew, who Friday night lost his ACCW championship, gets his rematch against Hold the Line Harry. I don't have details on what happened to the match, but Hold the Line Harry won. He is still the ACCW heavyweight champion with Lawman Nick. Sunday night, there is a Dragon Con championship tournament to determine the world heavyweight champion of Dragon Con. After the preliminary rounds, there was a cut to a top eight, a pretty good mix of veteran players and new players. The matches in the round of eight, the quarterfinal matches, are all special guest referee matches. The SRG BOSS grabs four of the blank art competitor cards. These are competitor cards where there is no art. The idea is you have an artist draw the competitor or some art of your choosing on the card. The four competitors used, which were chosen at random by the players, were Polly the Pigeon Pecone, Snake Pit, Big Shot, and Sage the Wicked Witch. The winner of each match in the quarterfinal round got to keep the card that was used as the special guest referee. The four players that ended up making it out of the quarterfinal round were Kylan Bookter using Razzle Dazzle, and then three new players. Brandon, who I believe isn't that new. I heard the boss say on one of the broadcasts that he'd been at DragonCon 2019 playing. 
but he was the next competitor to make the top cut using Jupiter. And then we had two new players, Ashley using Mars and Shannon using Neptune. Pretty much using just the cosmic decks with some changes here and there. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were steel cage matches. The winners in the steel cage matches were Kylan Buchter and Shannon. So Kylan Buchter faced off against Shannon in the finals, a Psycho Circus stipulation finals. The winner at Crowd Meter 2, Kylan Buchter. Kylan Buchter, who'd done well all weekend, wins the main event for Sunday night. And from what I understand is the closing tournament for Super Show at DragonCon. From what I understand, they will continue to do demos. They will continue to have pickup games. But there are no more official events at DragonCon for the rest of the weekend, for Monday. I could be wrong. If I am, I'll report on that on the next show. But as far as this show goes, that was the closing event of DragonCon. Congratulations to all the winners. Sounds like a great time. I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have been at Grand Con, which was also supposed to be this weekend, but was canceled. The other DragonCon news I have is the next set of weapons promos debuted at DragonCon. Going over the pineapple, going over the trash can, going over the sledgehammer. All of those came out. If you were at DragonCon, they were the free daily promos. Otherwise, you can buy them on the website supershowthegame.com. I'm not sure if there's a time limit on those, if they're only going to be available this weekend or not. But they are on the website as a set, $20 for all three cards, supershowthegame.com. I don't know if that's limited time or not. It's up to you if you want to buy it now or wait. But it is available if you want to get the next cards in the current 2021 weapons set. Now that Dragon Con is over, let's talk about Gen Con. There were some announcements made for Gen Con coming up in, I believe, two weeks. First, a guest. Like Effie appearing at Origins Game Fair, appearing for SRG Universe at Gen Con will be Ivalice. Ivalice, the recently signed female independent wrestler, formerly of AEW, will be on hand. I believe it's Friday. I'm not 100% on that, so I'm not guaranteeing it, but she will be at the SRG Universe booth at Gen Con signing autographs. So if you want to bring your Ivalice set, if you want to buy an Ivalice set there, if you want to bring a spectacle or buy a spectacle and have her sign it, that is something you can do at Gen Con. Other Gen Con news. The general manager, John Clace, has made some announcements regarding championship matches at Gen Con. First, the LFF Tag Team Championships. Loudmouth Leo Larynx 
the general manager under John Clayson, who's in charge of the tag team division, is going to choose four tag teams at Gen Con. So four tag teams among the people who are attending Gen Con. They will face off in a mini tournament. I'm assuming, you know, two matches and a semifinal to a final to determine the number one contender for the LFF Tag Team Championships. And then, once that contender is determined, they will face Dangerous Alliance for the Tag Team Championships. That is all of the news I have about that. If you are going to Gen Con, you have a tag team partner, you want to make your case to Loudmouth Leo why you should be one of the four teams, that is available now. If you want to send him a direct message, if you want to start posting promos on the SRG Super Show discussion board, discussion group on Facebook, now's your time. Now's the time to get your name out there, to get him to consider you for a shot at the Tag Team Championships. The next announcement revolves around the Underworld Championship. The current Underworld Champion is the Ring General the cannoli Anthony Perry. There will be a match for the Underworld Championship at Gen Con. Anthony Perry will have to defend his belt against former LFF Triad Champion Candyman Dan. Candyman Dan will take on the cannoli for the Underworld Championship. There's going to be a match for the United States Championship. The Grump Danny Thunder is the current U.S. champion. He will face an opponent to be named later. At this point, the Grump does not know who he will be facing, just that he will face someone with his belt on the line at Gen Con. Finally, revolving around championship news at Gen Con, the general manager, John Clayce, is going to host what he's calling a Master Birdcage. The reason he is calling it a Master Birdcage is because the winner of this Birdcage match will receive a Master of Ceremonies card from the General Manager's office. What this card does is it allows the holder of it to present it to the General Manager and then the general manager will book that card holder in a championship match of the general manager's choosing. There can be some negotiation there. But the winner of this Master of Ceremonies card will have a title shot at a belt that he will not know about. But he will have a shot at an LFF championship. The chance to win LFF gold if he wins this birdcage match. The participants in the birdcage match are Kirk Polka, Robert the Brain Dunn, Loudmouth Leo Larynx, King Cold, James Booker, and Matt Nealon. Part of the selection of these six players is that each one is a member of a different faction. 
It actually includes Impact, which is a bit strange. As far as I know, James Booker is still an Impact. Because the general manager has vowed that Impact will not get a title shot as of right now. This may signal a change in that. The one criticism I have of this, and I'll throw in the Underworld Championship too, is a lot of people will look at the championship picture and argue there is too much of the same people getting shots over and over. And looking at this list, and I could even throw Candyman Dan in there too, every person on the list for the Birdcage, and again I'll throw in the Underworld, has held LFF Gold before. Kirk Polka is a former Underworld champion. So is Matt Nealon. So is King Cold. So is Loudmouth Leo. Loudmouth Leo is also a former tag team champion. The Brain is a former two-time Tornado Tag champion. Booker is a former Tornado Tag champion. Candyman Dan, I mentioned earlier, former Triad champion. They've also had multiple shots recently. Candyman Dan, you know, this shot he's getting comes on the heels of him having earlier in the year a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Kirk Polka has been announced for this birdcage coming off a match for the LFF Hardcore Championship not three days before this announcement. Same thing with Loudmouth Leo. Three days before this announcement, he was the Underworld Champion. Kirk Polka has been Underworld Champion in the last 12 months. He's also had a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship in the last 12 months. The brain's always in the mix. Matt Nealon's been Underworld Champion recently. James Booker has had in the last 12 months two shots to be number one contender for the Underworld Championship, as well as a match for the United States Championship. Now, I'm not pointing this out to say that any of these players are undeserving. They're not. They're all deserving. My thing is this. I would like to see, at least this birdcage, at least one person in the mix who hasn't been an LFF champion before. Every single person listed has already held LFF gold. At least in a birdcage with six players, you should be able to get one person who's never held a belt. I mean, just looking at these factions, there are people in uh, Kirk Polka's faction in the Dangerous Wool Order that have never held LFF gold. Matt Nealon's in the Cuddle Commandos. There are Cuddle Commandos that have never held LFF gold. There are even people in the higher class that have never held LFF gold, at least as far as I know. I think there's maybe only one or two people, but they are out there. You could have substituted somebody else in here that's never held LFF gold. At least add a little new blood to the championship picture. That's the only criticism I would make. Otherwise, all these people are deserving of their shots. I would like to see some new blood injected into this. Maybe we'll see some new blood in the United States Championship match. 
Maybe we'll see it in the tag team match. Maybe there'll be another match or two where we'll see some new names. But right now, it is just the same people. Those are all the matches for Gen Con. There has been a match announced for outside of Gen Con involving LFF championships. The LFF Trios Championship, next Wednesday after Talk of the Universe, will be defended. And as far as I know, the contender is New Blood. The contender for the Trios Championship is going to be the Fireball Scott Winterbauer using the My Girls Trio, which has been a Trios Champion before with Mallory the Destroyer. It is the trio the Fireball likes to use, so I'm not surprised. He's going to be facing off against Chris Pagillo, the current Trios Champion. The winner of this match will face Brian Wait for it, Schmidt. He's the next contender after the Fireball. He'll either face Pagillo or the Fireball, depending on how this match goes next Wednesday. But that's coming up. And as far as I know, Fireball is new blood, so I'm glad to see, at least in the trios match, there's some new blood. Since we're talking about championship news, there were a couple of championship matches recently. Last Wednesday, after Talk of the Universe, there was a match for the Intergalactic Championship. The champion going in, Tim Creaser, the challenger, Lucky Cat Nika. Unlike other LFF championships, the Intergalactic Championship is not tied to a particular competitor. It's tied to the player. So every match, the champion and challenger have to use competitor sets that have not been used before. In this match, the champion, Time Bomb Tim, used Swaggy D, the challenger, Lucky Cat Nico, used Hallow King. There were no stipulations. The winner at Crowdmere 3 and still champion, Time Bomb Tim. Time Bomb Tim's next opponent is going to be Jorjito International Cool. I don't know when that match is scheduled to take place. That's the next match for the Intergalactic Championship. There was also recently, and I may have missed this last week, but I'm giving it to you here. A match for the LFF Tri-State Championship. The champion going in, Mark Sylvia, using the phenomenal one, was challenged by the hidden threat, Matt Haas, using his own competitor, the Invisible Man, the second version of the Invisible Man. This match was played under New York rules, meaning the match starts at Crowd Meter 1, and the winner, from what I know, at Crowd Meter 1, was Mark Sylvia. He retains. He's still the LFF Tri-State Champion. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the other champions. And congratulations to Shane Strickland. I missed this. I think I may have reported my last SRG1 Climax report incorrectly, but I can tell you the winner of the SRG1 Climax tournament, Shane Strickland using Jay White. Congratulations to him. I missed that earlier, but I'm reporting it here now. Jay White won. Shane Strickland won the SRG1 Climax. Last bit of news before I get into the tournament results. The Cookies Fortune Tournament 
for a spot in the triad match where the winner gets the cookie's fortune has come out of the group stage and is now in the top cut. 32 players made the top cut. The general manager decided to throw in a wrinkle. He decided to pair up the players who advanced by group into tag teams. So the first round of the top cut is all tag team matches. EV Fresh went undefeated in his group stage, the only player to go undefeated in all the groups. So he was given the chance to pair up all of the tag teams to determine who the matchups would be in round one of the top cut. That, as far as I know, has happened. I have not seen a due date yet for when the round must be finished. But as far as I know, the Cookies Fortune first round of the top cut is underway. It's a tag team round. Let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. Only two. Only two. Mostly, I imagine, because of Dragon Con. The first, Monday Night Proving Ground. Again, bullet rounds cut to a top four. The top four in this Proving Ground where every match had the special guest referee Chugonomics, meaning both players played with a top card of their deck revealed. In fourth place, using Gideon Guts, the Cannoli Anthony Pierre. In third place, using Adam Page, Edo Ortiz. Adam Page, kind of a tricky competitor to play, so nice to see him make a top four. Second place, the Mad Custodian playing as El Scorpio, and the winner playing as Dana Might, Young Allergy. The next Proving Ground tournament, which will be tomorrow night as I'm recording this, September 6th, will be a trios tournament, a play pure trios tournament. No entrances, no spectacles, no skill cards, and no generics. That is the setup for next week's tournament. The other tournament from this week, Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Twelve players cutting to a top eight in the quarterfinal round. All the matches were played using the steel cage stipulation. In the semifinal round, all the matches were played using the steel chain stipulation. And the finals, as well as the third place match, was played using the Raven's Blood Cemetery stipulation. In fourth place, using Sabu, Candyman Dan. In third place, using Scarlet Graves, was El Super, Jim Bray. The finalists were Yasmin, using the Devil's Advocate, Dan Williams, and Chris Pate using Gia de los Muertos. The winner with Gia de los Muertos, Chris Pate. Congratulations to him once again, making a finals, winning a tournament. One of the most winningest players online, I'd say, in the history of Super Show. Chris Pate gets it done Thursday night. That is going to do it for all the tournaments online from this past week. 
coming up future tournaments outside of what's going to happen at Gen Con online as of right now on supershowthegame.com there's only one thing posted and this is actually for October 9th I'll go through it a little bit here 12 p.m. start time $5 entrance fee it's the first annual Poland's Prince Memorial this memorial event taking place in October will be a bullet round event cut to a top eight Liger's Den in the quarterfinals Lumberjack in the semifinals main event in the finals mystery box and a make a foil card will go to the winner payoff pack will go to the runner-up 2020 vision will be effect and this is planned to be an annual event but the first annual Poland's Prince Memorial will be taking place essentially the Saturday after Origins I believe that is a Saturday it is October 9th yes that's a Saturday so Saturday after Origins will be the first annual Poland's Prince Memorial Tournament. There are still 27 slots available per the website, so if you want to sign up for that, there are spaces. They may go faster the closer we get to October 9th, but as of right now, there are still spots available. That is the only thing currently on supershowthegame.com. I imagine we'll see the Proving Ground Tournament posted tomorrow. We did announce that it is pure trios. Expect something Thursday. Expect Dojo Tuesday. Outside of that, that's all I have for events. And that's all I have for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And good day.